most talked about thing on the internet in the past couple weeks is not a world-famous transgendered athlete. No, it is a world-famous transcendent athletically prowessed sports car. We are here with Dean Case of Mazda, David Wallens of Grassroots Motorsports. They are driving the brand new ND Mazda MX-5 that is on the Grassroots Motorsports podcast, episode 40-something. It's episode 49. I had to look it up. Uh, hey, everybody. I'm JG Pastor Jack. This is the Grassroots Motorsports Podcast. This is the one that you have all been waiting for because this is where we uh, drive the new Mazda MX-5 or the Miata, as it's known to to uh, folks far and wide. Um, we had the chance to spend a few days with the new ND MX-5. And instead of just having Mazda drop it off at our offices the way normal press cars uh, get dropped off, we had it delivered to Tire Rack in South Bend, Indiana, where they perform all sorts of amazing tests on cars day in and day out. They have a fantastic testing procedure up there, so we thought the best way to really get a handle on uh, on this car was to actually professionally test it. And you know, not not content to just drive it around their track and test it a little bit, but. Uh, we actually drove the thing down to Florida after that, uh, stopped at Tale of the Dragon, stopped and saw a few Miata clubs on the way, and gave it you know, a real workout. I mean, that was like a 1,200-mile like a, a drive that those guys did in like three days. Uh, stopped and saw Coney Shocks and, and basically just, just talked to a bunch of folks that wanted to see the car. And uh, we're curious about the car, and are going to be, you know, sort of affecting the car in the aftermarket. So it was a, it was a neat opportunity for us. We'd like to thank Mazda for for giving us the opportunity. They're they're sort of rolling this car out a little bit differently than than companies normally um, you know, normally roll out new cars. Usually, a bunch of journalists fly somewhere and drive the car around. It's like they they're actually taking these cars and they're giving them to people for a few days. And these are hand built prototypes. You know, these these, these are not production line cars, although they are extremely close to what you're actually actually going to see in production. But, uh, you know, this is an interesting way for, for Mazda to actually be rolling this car out. And we were happy to be to be part of part of their plan. Um, folks, if you enjoy the Grassroots Motorsports podcast, grassrootsmotorsports.com slash discount, classicmotorsports.com slash discount. Go there, get a 20% discount off your new or renewal subscription. And uh, that is all I will say about that because I know you guys want to get to the Miata stuff. So what basically this is, is um, conversations over three days with David Wallens, uh, editor of Grassroots, and Dean Case, who is uh, a Mazda PR guy and good friend of ours. He's one of the, you know, the good PR guys. Um, conversations with them and uh and some other folks make uh, guest appearances there uh but um basically as they're driving the car back so we let you know you know it's, it's over over the course of three days and um it's it's pretty revealing and it's pretty interesting stuff there's lots of good tech information about uh what they did with the cars we're going to have a lot more information in the next issue of grassroots which is going to be like the august uh 2015 edition if you're listening to this at some time in the future. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the future. Uh, hello from the past. And um, we will go right out to the conversation. So uh, we start out with the guys at a conference room in South Bend, Indiana at the Tire Rack headquarters. So here you go. Enjoy our time with the new Mazda MX-5. I don't lose you guys. So who, who all is, is there right now? Uh, me, David. Me, Chris. Me, Woody. And Carl and Jack are here too. Oh, where's Dean? Dean is getting the car. We ah. uh, we got it aligned back to stock, so so we could get this done. Dean stayed to get the car aligned. Okay, so uh, let's let's just let's just get right started into it then. So uh, we're talking to David Wallens. He is actually on the road right now, or or getting ready to get on the road from our first um, track test or, or performance testing of the new MX-5. Um, is, it, is it called a Miata at all? Is the word Miata in, introduced into this vehicle at all? No, we discussed that on the way back from lunch. No, it's, it's an MX-5. If you call it a Miata, like no one at Mazda will yell at you. But no, technically it's an MX-5, which goes with their international uh, domicile. 
Nomencl- nomenclature. No, nomenclature. It's a culture. Okay. Um, that too. But yeah, it's an MX-5. And when you sit in it, though, it feels like a Miata. Okay. So so if somebody had driven a if, if you call it a Miata, everybody's going to know what you're talking about, yeah. at least. So, so we had seen the car before. I think the only cars we had seen to this point had been right-hand drive cars. So this, this was actually a hand-built prototype that they're, they're letting some magazines check out. What's the, what's the general, I mean, how, how close to production is this, this car you guys are in? Uh, that's a better question for Dean, but it's, it's pretty, pretty darn close. It's, um, you know, when we went to the reveal, which was last uh, September during Solo Nationals, Tyrex All Nationals, I went to the reveal where we got to see the car. And you're right, they had a, a right-hand drive that we were allowed to sit in. They had a left-hand drive car we could not touch, meaning it was, you know, it was made out of clay or something. Um, then they've had a couple of cars on display at New York Auto Shows and various auto shows. This is a, um, you know, a normal running driving car. In fact, nothing on it has felt pre-production. I mean, it's felt pretty like a real car. Like, it is... You know, nothing seems glued on. It drives like a real car. It looks like a real car. So, so David, as a as a first gen Miata owner yourself, like, what are is is this car? Just does it feel? Does and I'm actually kind of kind of glad Dean Dean's not there for this. But like, is 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 this the the new Miata? I mean, just walking up to it and getting in and driving the thing. Is it just like coming home again? I mean, are, are you are you familiar with everything? Is it is it still speaking the same language? Yeah, I mean, all the, the, the vents, are the, I mean, it's got the round vents like you were used to having. Um, I mean, you guys are both Miata owners as well. It feels right. like a Miata. I mean, imagine a NA and NC Miata has had a love child, and this is it. You have yeah. the lightweight, kind of soft, gentle, big body roll of the first-gen car. You have a lot of the familiar sounds and feels of the third-gen car kind of coming together, at least in my quick drive of it coming together to give this kind of nice best of both worlds sort of yeah. package. And, and it looks like a million bucks. Absolutely. It, it's like that love child went on to finishing school, right? I mean, oh, yeah. extremely refined, um, just everything, steering, gear shift, uh, the way the car handles at the limit. It's a really, really nice package. And it sounds like you guys actually did some alignment stuff to it and appeared around underneath. What's... What's it like underneath from you know, an enthusiast perspective? Is this something that's going to be, you know, is, is this going to sort of, sort of carry on where the, 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 the current cars are and that they're very sort of personalizable and, and, and modifiable and, and, and easy to, to, to do so? Yeah, I mean, compared to, this is Chris, to, compared to my NC that we were comparing to today, um, underneath is going to seem familiar to Mazda enthusiasts. But when you start really looking at the fine details, Mazda has gone over this thing with a fine-tooth comb, um, from the aluminum spindles and larger hubs that we see up front on back to the uh, rear differential and and new carrier assembly back there. Uh, The architecture looks similar, um, but all of the fine details have been reworked, and it really comes together as a nice package. Do you, do you see anything right off the top of your head that's, that's going to have to be sort of worked around uh, as, as far as performance goes? I mean, if, you know, if, if, you, if you drop the car an inch with different springs, is the geometry going to change radically? Or is there anything that kind of kind of stands out as, as, as a, you know, something to be o- overcome by the aftermarket at some point? <laughs> you know, I think like the first-gen car, which had a fairly soft suspension and lots of travel, this car follows that same same design style, so that'd probably be the first area that I think the aftermarket would would attack. Yeah, because I should say we don't, we have a um, a Grand Touring car, not a club car, so we have a little bit softer suspension than um, than is even available. But that did seem to be the thing. It's, it's a little yeah, I mean it, it's what we've come to know and love about the Miatas over the years. It's a great canvas to work from. Uh, the, the package is definitely there uh, for the aftermarket to build on top of, and it's going to respond extremely well to, uh, to aftermarket upgrades is you know, what we've all come to, to know and love from, from most Mazda vehicles. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming you guys have been doing some experimentation with um, wheel and tire packages. Have you, have you managed what's, – what's it come with, and have you sort of figured out what – some of the potential is for for different 
different uh, you know rubber and, and and wheel packages yet? Yeah, we've we've only had our hands on it for a very short period of time, um, and what we really were targeting here was to compare the new ND to my NC, which is um, fully prepped to the SCCA street class rules. And within that rules package, we have to use the OE wheel width. So um, seven inch is the OE wheel width on the ND as well. Um, the offset of the wheels has changed. Uh, the OE offset on the ND is now 45. And uh, we uh, happen to have a aftermarket wheel, a tire rack motorsports wheel here at uh, Tire Rack that's uh, you know, a lightweight alternative that fit the car perfectly with the uh, uh, step back to the 4 on 100 uh, bolt pattern. And what we ended up doing is using uh, BFG's updated uh, Rival S200 uh, Treadwear Extreme Performance Tire, put that on both cars so we had an opportunity to, um, uh, to equalize the tires on the cars. And we were curious if the same size tire would work as well. So we were using the same 225-45-17 tire on both cars. And um, it seems to be a little tighter squeeze on the ND, but um, did fit and work fine in in, uh, the testing that we did this afternoon. So what's what's your your first guesses as far as classing? Do you think anything will change classing-wise for for, uh, street and, and, and street touring for this car? I mean, looking at the numbers and kind of from the butt dyno inside the car, I would say it it would likely land in C Street and also probably go to STR for the, the more prepared class, still on street tires. That would be my best guess, but I don't represent the board of uh, SCCA solo rulemaking, so hard to know there for sure. And it seems the performance is as good as you would hope it would be. It's um, Fortunately, this was going to come out after there's an embargo date. I assume, when is this podcast going to run, JJ? Well, it's, 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 it's going to run whenever everything else get, gets released. So basically, uh, okay, yeah. you know, June 1st. So, so, yeah, I mean, that's the next big question is you guys obviously had the clocks running. What what were what were the times like? Uh, really close. Yeah. <laughs> Actually. Like he's, he's crunching numbers right now. So yeah. we will have those yeah. in, uh, in a future issue of Grassroots Motorsports. Um, we should say that the car we had was what, a GT, so it had an open dip and it had the softer shocks. Right. So... There's there's room on the table as well as um, the NC. Chris's NC is a car he's got a ton of lap times in. Very familiar. Got in instantly. One thing I will say, and this is a little bit of a tangent, um, watching someone drive who is really good. His first times, they were all the same. There was no oh I got to warm up. I got to learn the course. I got to learn the car. Oh the sun was in my eye. Just all of a sudden, and I guess looking at the data, it's just boom 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 boom. It's like oh okay. Um, where the ND um, just did a couple of familiarization runs. But, Scrub the tires in, basically, yeah. And then the and the clock and then the clocks were going. And um, well, well, I'll back that up a yeah. moment. So Chris just drove 12 hours yeah. back from Lincoln, Nebraska, late last night. He gets up this morning at about 4:30 and washes his car so it's clean for yeah. the for the for the photos for the article, and then proceeds to get into the uh, the new ND Miata on the OEM tires. It's kind of a baseline. Where does it start? And he cracks off three laps around the Tyrac test track. And would you believe those three laps were separated by, let's see if I can do the math here, 0.08 second separated the lap time of all three laps in a car he's never driven before. He didn't drive it on the street. He, That's true. Got, he didn't take it out of the garage. He got in the car and drove it. So there you have it. Hey, it's an F- MX-5. What can I yeah, say? Right. You, get, you get one. You've been in them before. Um, I think it, it really speaks, though, to how predictable this platform is. Um, you feel if, if you've had them out in the past, MX-5, you're going to be familiar and very comfortable in this car right away. Um, it, it's just a, 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 the next evolution of the car and, and a lot of fun to drive. Yeah, so it, it, it sounds like the general consensus is it's it's more of the same, just better, which you know is, is certainly high praise for, for a car that is very sort of universally liked by anybody that's ever actually driven one and even... You know, yes, you can fault them for certain things, but but um, you know, there, there there's a reason that that you see more Miatas than almost anything else at any autocross or 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 track night or or you know road race you go to. Well, the other cool thing was um, we had a chance uh, with this test to to put an autocross alignment on the car. So what what your typical competitor would do 
uh, crank, crank in as much front camber as you could uh, up front and, and uh, zero up the toe and, and you know get things at least in the ballpark from where you would start for the uh, street class alignment setting. And that gave both uh, Woody and myself a chance to, to drive the car for about six miles back and forth to our alignment shop. So, you know, not an extended test drive, but just um, that short period of time, um, the car is so much more refined than the NC. As good as it is on the track, it's that much better on the street. Um, it's, it's really, they've done a nice job with it. Yeah, it does feel like a higher market car than you would have assumed. Yeah. That it's not like, I mean, I assume even the base model, and, and we should say Dean Case from uh, Miles is here with us so we can ask some questions. This is not going to go out before the embargo date. <laughs> okay. But um, even the base model car, sorry, I just broke the table. I did. Is going to have the same, I mean, the finish does feel really, really nice. All that's the same from top to bottom. Yeah. I mean, all the suspension geometry is the same. Yeah. It's just a slight difference on the club version, which probably a lot of grassroots yeah. uh, readers are going to be prime candidates to buy the club uh, spec. And one thing we were talking about, um, MSRT on this is roughly... 2060. I got to look up the numbers myself. We just announced yeah. them you know, earlier this month when we did the pre-sale of the first thousand, but all those were GTs. Um, but, I mean, to put it in perspective, though, it's in the high 20s, right. depending on the spec level you get. But when you correct for inflation, it's actually less expensive than the original car was in 1989. Right, and and this one comes with power windows and yeah. stuff that was only an option back then. Right, airbags and a longer warranty and, you know, bigger tires, bigger brakes, you know, lower emissions. Yeah. It's safer, cleaner, faster, lighter, better. Yeah, what, uh, do you guys have a chance to weigh weigh the car? Uh, that's uh, as, as soon as we get off the phone with you, we are going to. Wait. We, we thought it more important to call you. Ah, well, thank you. So, yeah. we'll, so we'll we'll get that in, in the next update. Well, that means that all the luggage I just carefully packed, yeah. I'll pull out of the trunk. Curb <laughs> <laughs> um, weight. T- yeah, tell right. me a little bit about uh, the the alignment. Was was there enough camber available with with factory um, uh, adjustment ranges? Well, there. You know, you ask the question, is there enough? Well, There's never yeah. enough. <laughs> right. I think it's pretty typical of what I remember from my NA or NB way back in the day, you know, in truly stock, unoptimized, take the slack out of the bushings, preload this and that. You know, we were in the negative 1.0 to negative 1.1 uh, camber per side in the front. Like is typical for previous generation MX-5s, the rear negative camber, you can dial in close to three degrees negative if you wanted. Uh, this is a car with 1,500 miles on it, too, so it's it's certainly still in the break-in phase of uh, everything settling in. It tends to ride a little high, and so, you know, as it settles down, the lower you can get it, of course, the, naturally there will be some camber gain the way that front suspension is set up. And just taking a quick look at tire wear, <laughs> I don't know, I, I guess I, we, didn't, we didn't count them up, but we probably put 20 or, 20 or so laps on the car today. Um, good hard hard laps with the uh, the rival S's. Tire wear right off the bat looks really good. So even even with the limited limited amount of static, um, you know the typical Mazda aggressive uh, camber gain and and uh, well done um, geometry there appears to be carrying through to this model as well. Cool. Well, it, it sounds like you know so so far so good. And and you know Dean, congratulations on uh, you know uh, now. Um, of uh, a, a fourth successful Miata launch, but um, it, it, we're definitely excited about this. Just to kind of get everybody caught up on what we're doing here, so Dean and David are going to be leaving South Bend here in the next few minutes. Um, this is uh, the the day we're actually recording. This is uh, Tuesday, the twenty sixth. Uh, this is going to be coming out um, Monday, the first, I, be- I believe. So if you're listening to this, we're, we're actually recording this segment Tuesday, the twenty sixth, and uh, David and Dean are going to be driving. This Miata back from uh, from South Bend, Indiana, back to D- Daytona Beach, Florida. Um, probably stopping at every record store and vegan restaurant on the way home, uh, as well as, <laughs> as as well as uh, the tail of the dragon. I, I think you guys are going to hit and yeah. um, and uh, you know God knows what else. But uh, you'll be back Thursday, which is going to be what's that? The twenty eighth, I believe. And we've got a little little welcome ceremony here uh, that we we've planned for you. But we'll be we'll be talking to you guys on the road a little bit you know to now we've, we've got some sort of track uh, opinions of it and you know the first opinions from from the autocross course we'll, we'll be talking to you guys from the road tomorrow and, and thursday a little bit and and kind of 
seeing what it's like to to live with this thing, you know, as long as you, you guys are, are going to live with it. And certainly, you know, it it's still a Miata. There's two of you and your luggage, and and uh, you, you got a what a thirteen hundred mile drive ahead of you. Um, so twelve hundred. Okay. <laughs> Depending on how often we get lost, we have Navi, so we should be good there. But it depends on detours. We're stopping to visit the uh, Indy Miata Club tonight. Oh, very cool. In Indianapolis. And, you know, depends on how how far off the path those CD stores are. Yeah, yeah 12 to 1,300 miles in uh, just over two days. Awesome. So our plan of, and backing up, you know, um, going a little behind the scenes, um, Mazda to introduce the car to journalists instead of doing a traditional long lead. They're loaning cars to certain people for a limited amount of time. When we found out we were going to get it, you know, we were on the list. It's like, well, we want to test it. We want to test it with our friends at Tire Rack. They have the right, the car, the drivers, you know, the base, the, um, the benchmark car, the wheels, the tires, expertise, the driving, all this stuff. And we're like, well, if you think about it, Tire Rack is in South Bend, Indiana, which is not near our home beach in Central Florida, home base. So, um, for a few minutes, we thought, oh, we'll get the car, we'll drive up here and drive it back on the space of three days. And then we're like, mathematically, maybe, we're not as young as we used to be. Um, long story short, the car magically appeared at Tire Rack. So now we only have to drive, we'll say, 1,200 miles in about two and a half days, which is so luxurious compared to what we originally had planned. But yeah, we're going to be driving. We've been promoting where we're going to be. So people can meet us. They're going to meet us for dinner tonight at a... Um, for some burritos, and then we'll be doing hitting tail the dragon. We're going to be visiting um, Coney Shock Absorbers. They want to take a quick look at the car. They're on the way, our way home, and hopefully meet some other people. We have some uh, social media and other things planned. And even though we're telling you this now, it'll be too late. But just know that we were out there, and this should be fun. Um, yeah. So hope, hopefully, hopefully, if, if you're listening to this, maybe you know they even saw you guys on the road or, or ran into you or caravaned along with you for a while. All the, actually, so we'll, we'll wrap up the, this first segment here. I'll, Dean, I'll give you the last word. Um, th- this is kind of a ballsy move for a manufacturer, you know, coming out with a, with a high-impact vehicle like this. I mean, you know, certainly it, it's not like you guys are introducing, you know, a, a new Camry or, or, or Corolla or just some, some pedestrian thing. You know, this is, this is the new MX-5. And to, to take a, a pre-production car... And put it in the hands of of you know not only journalists but journalists that are gonna kind of do like we're, we're doing go over the thing with with a fine tooth comb, you know I'm I'm kind of preloading the question but there there there's definitely got to be some confidence in the product for you guys to even do that I mean the you know, the 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 car PR business is kind of like like being a trial lawyer you never ask a question that you don't already know the answer to so you know th- there's got to definitely be some confidence and some excitement on Mazda's part here oh absolutely I mean I, I'm not worried about it at all I mean we've never had issues with you know we are there's various degrees of pre-production this is functionally a production car uh, but you know there's always little things that you're worried about fit and finish on anything that's new but you know what was amazing going back to the first generation cars you know, there used to be this old, you know, folklore, you don't buy a first-year car of anything. Uh, I don't care what brand, but that's not really true anymore. And, you know, I know early on the first MX-5 Miatas, the warranty data backed up the fact that they were pretty much a bulletproof car. And we're confident that this fourth generation will continue that tradition. And we uh, know and understand and appreciate that people who buy this car will drive it hard, will autocross it, will track day it. And it's designed as such. When you meet a lot of the engineers who worked on it, you know, Dave Coleman being one of the uh, lead development engineers on this side of the pond, you know, he's, he races Miatas and Lemons competition. So there's a lot of thought that goes into this has to be a durable car. It has to be something that, you know, I'm not sure if forgiving is the right word, but tolerant of being driven hard. Cool. We are definitely excited. We will talk to you guys uh, tomorrow and get um, a, you know a, a 500 mile update or so. And have fun with the Indy Miata Club tonight. Um, I am going to sign off and stop recording here. But guys, hang on, and we'll uh, we'll wrap things up here. So we will officially talk to you tomorrow. And and uh, thanks to the gang at Tire Rack, you know, absolutely for for helping support this. And we we really appreciate um, you know you, you guys being being a part part of this world, basically. 
Great. Well, thank you, JG, and uh, thanks both to uh, Mazda and Grassroots for trusting us with their baby here. This is uh, a great opportunity for us to get a, to get a shot at uh, driving the car early on, and uh, hopefully we put together some good data for, for well, the yeah, users out there. You guys were the yeah. first non-Mazda employee to ever auto cross the car. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So you get a trophy. We're honored. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was it was nice coming here. I mean, tires were ready, cars ready. Yeah. Um, Data. I'm watching your still. There is no nothing like trying to read someone's handwriting on the back of a napkin. This is all professionally done, and um, yeah, that's why we came all this way to test. Cool. We nice awesome. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Thank you. Drive careful. Okay, so I uh, we are officially recording now. Okay. Can you so, hear me? Okay, we're moving now. Before we were not moving when I called you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds it, it sounds fine. And actually, that's a that's a testament to the 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 tight fitting uh, top on the right. on the well, N, actually, ND Miata. I should say uh, the top is down. Oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah, top is down. Side windows up. Uh, both side windows are up. But top is officially down. We figured this would be a little quieter. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm later. even I'm even more impressed then actually. That's that's yeah. uh, um, so actually talk about that a little bit though, just in, in general. So we'll we'll get folks caught up with where you are, but we, that, that's a nice segue into what's what's the you guys have done several hundred miles now, and I'm sure probably yeah. probably top up and top down. What's the what's the 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 the, the cruising attitude like? Uh, with um, this thing? top top down cruising. Uh, we're on the interstate, and I should mention. Um, Dean is driving right now. I am not driving. We are uh, big proponents of uh, not driving while distracted. And Pachakello Light is uh, a uh, an effort that miles the bats that reminds everyone don't drive distracted. So Dean's actually driving. I'm in the passenger seat, which is very nice. Um, which is nice because that. Well, if you're talking, that, if you're talking, that that frees Dean up to text people. So we could probably do the whole drive with the top. Now, and the reason we had it up yesterday, we went through some really, really severe storms. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, whiteout conditions, blowing up, you know, trees blowing. It was pretty bad, so we had to top up for that because, you know, we're hardcore, but we're not that hardcore. Yeah, so how how, how was it uh, going through the storms with the, with the top up? I mean, did like, did you, were you conscious that you were in a in a convertible, or was it was it nice, oh, and, no. nice, nice and tight and secure? Yeah. Now, through the rain, it was, um, passing a big drop. No, going through the rain was fine. I mean, you could tell you were in a, you know, not a giant car, but, um, no, it actually tracked really well. Just the biggest thing was, um, being able to see where we were going because it was raining that hard and, um, you know, it just was a, a whiteout. But no, it, it was fine. The top is, um, it's lined kind of. It's not like an original Miata top. So it's actually, it's, it's why with the top up, it's pretty solid. Um, and it's, it's, and we we'll probably try windows down. It got a little cool out, and uh, like I said, thing this week could talk to you, we figured windows up might be a little quieter. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's still a manual top, correct? It isn't a, it isn't oh, a yeah. power top yet. It, now, yeah, manual top. Do you lose, like, is there is there storage space that, that you have with the top up that you, that you lose when it's down? I mean, is there any anything anything else you, you, you could get in the car if you were, were, were top up all the time? Yeah, that is true. When the top is up, you can stash some stuff behind the seats. And um, Dean and I are packed at maximum capacity. So once you add in uh, cameras and computer gear. But um, this morning we visited Coney, and the nice people at Coney are shipping back some dirty laundry for us. Nice. And so now we are uh, we're full. We also, we brought some jackets and stuff because the weather was looking a little iffy. So we probably packed a, a tad bit more. And then once you start adding in, um, you know, GoPros and cameras and long lenses and stuff, we 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 got a lot of stuff in the car. Cool. So so yeah. So, so tell us about the. Uh, so today is uh, the twenty seventh of May. We last talked to you, uh, not quite twenty four hours ago, but you guys were were leaving Tyrac after doing some testing there. You stopped uh, last night. Saw the Indy Miata Club for dinner. I think stopped in Cincinnati. Yep. Uh, ultimately, for for the night, and then we're in Kentucky this morning to see uh, our friend Lee Grimes at Coney. And I've already seen some pictures of them tearing in, into the car. Uh, what did yeah. What did they learn this morning that they were they were interested to to check out? Yeah, well, what's interesting is um, 
you know, they want to get some measurements just so they can see what it looks like, so they can get an idea, you know, for making aftermarket parts for the car. But one thing they did is um, uh, we drove over. What is it? It's, it's a machine. It's almost like um, well, it's something that's beat at a Lyman shop. It's, it's kind of hard to describe, but you drive over this little piece of equipment, and it raises the car a known amount and then drops it, and there's like a sensor touching the car, and it's measuring how much the how much jounce is going on. And that was kind of cool just to see them do it. I mean, honestly, it's probably the most boring thing they do, but I've never seen it done. It was kind of cool. It basically tests the shock absorber on a vehicle. So you could drive any vehicle over it. And then they just put it up in the air. They just wanted to take some measurements. And um, we were in and out of there in exactly an hour. So it was a quick visit. We got to see Cody's Warehouse. We got to see their uh, railroad stampers. That's their big, you know, they do a ton of... Um, Railroad dampers. We all think Tony's is, is the shock absorbers for our, our autocross cars, road-based cars, whatever. If you're on a locomotive, it's probably riding on Tony's. I think that's what, like eighty percent of the locomotive market. So, um, yeah, or or yeah, if you're if you're driving over a bridge in Europe, or yeah. if you're if you're in a giant yep. skyscraper, there, there's a good chance that it may have Coney shocks. You know, keeping that 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 skyscraper stable in high winds. They, like it, the the stuff they make is amazing. Exactly. So I mean, it's all controlling motion. So it was kind of cool to see that. We got to see them rebuilding some railroad dampers. I mean, they're big. They look like you know car shock absorbers. You know, they're eyelet to eyelet, except they weigh you know. 200 pounds or so and uh they rebuilt what i think every like million miles or so and amtrak and all the rail companies they have a schedule so they're constantly rotating them in and out and we got to see that done while they were um poking our mx5 and also we have not posted online yet but um one of the engineers at coney drives a nhs miata so it's kind of cool parking the two side by side it also is red and um just kind of cool seeing where we've been and where we're going. Cool. So, so what's uh, what's the outlook for for Coney? I mean, did did, did they see anything that was going to make oh. it uh, unusually hard or easy for them to 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 uh, yeah. build some product for for the car? No, I don't think so. I think it was more they just wanted to get their hands on it. They had a lot of measuring tools that um, you know they're just taking a lot of measurements. Obviously, they had done this before because they have like a pretty, it looks like they had a printed out sheet and they just go down in there just to get a jump on aftermarket parts for it. So, hopefully, we'll see something from them. And maybe it's just cool to see how, how it's done. Yeah, very, yeah. And uh, I mean, I've, the only time I've actually been there, they, uh, well, they, they bolted shocks onto our motorhome. So, I, I, you know, you, everybody thinks that Coney is a race company because that's, that's, that's our perspective. But it, yeah, it's just amazing that. You know how much stuff they 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 build that isn't directly related to our yeah. world. So cool. So what's what's the itinerary today? How far are you guys playing? I, I think there's today's Tale of the Dragon, correct? Yeah, we're going to do Tale of the Dragon, which will be later today, probably about um, yeah, we'll probably get there. I think about quarter after three, and then tonight we're going to push on and spend a night in Athens, Georgia. Basically, we'll take the scenic route from Tale of the Dragon down to Athens, spend the night in Athens. Get up pretty early, and tomorrow being Thursday, we'll be at Daytona Beach, and we have a little dinner plan that everybody can come check out that we've been floating online, and hopefully have a nice crew. Everyone come check out the car, and then and then we get to sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's that's going to be probably pretty pretty pleasant at that point. So so uh, how yeah. many how many miles have you guys done officially so far in, in the car? Oh boy, you would ask that. I don't know a bunch. Um, hey, well, how many miles have you? Let me let me Probably. let me get to my follow up question. Do you have any any sort of fuel economy numbers yet? Oh, excuse me. Uh, do Do you have any sort of fuel economy numbers yet? No, we're um, uh, we're just trucking along. <laughs> what um, how how have you found it as a as a highway car? Is this something that you could you could drive to to nationals every year? Maybe oh, maybe yeah, even honestly, yeah maybe even this year if Mods is nice to us hint hint Dean yeah. I think you could I mean yeah we're on the highway I mean, it's it is solid I'm looking at Dean it's going on the highway really nice especially when you consider oh with the little two C roads there it's going down really nice it's um I don't know we're turning about I don't know three thousand RPM maybe. 
Yeah, we're cruising. We're at highway speed. Um, seats are very comfortable. There's no weirdness. It's not. We're not getting beat up by wind. And we're, we're both wearing golf hats. We're staying on our heads. So we're just trucking along. We're just. We're, the main thing is we're watching the skies just to. Uh, for weather, we are going under some really, really dark skies, but it looks like it's going to open up. So we, we think slash hope we're going to beat any weather and uh, just have a really nice trip. Cool. Now, are you, are you guys getting any reactions from civilians? Like, are, are people realizing what it is? Um, not as much as we had hoped. We kind of thought people, you know, not as much, but also we're kind of in, um, we're not really in sports car territory. <laughs> Um, actually, at the hotel this morning while Dean was waiting for me, a yes, uh, gentleman came by and was very intrigued by the car. But, and I, I will also add, um, there's like no one else on the interstate right now. We're kind of, we're uh, south, south of Lexington, and um, yeah, we kind of have the interstate to ourselves right now. This is pretty sweet. That, that, that sounds very nice. Um, so what what's your ETA for Tale of the Dragon today? Are, are, are you guys uh, going to meet anybody hoping, there? Um, there? The, the GPS is saying 315. I don't think we're going to meet anyone just because um, we don't know where we're going to stop for eat. Today was a little bit like we have a lot of mileage to do. And um, so we're just going to set a pound through. But the GPS is saying we're going to be there at uh, 313. But the, the GPS doesn't know we're going to stop any lunch because we didn't really, uh, you know, we kind of we hadn't really started this morning. We were because we wanted to get to Coney by eight in the morning. Cool. All right. Well, it sounds like it sounds like you guys are making progress. Uh, next update. Yeah. Give me give me some fuel economy numbers. If you guys if, okay. if you guys stop for gas, because um, I'm, I'm sure everybody's curious about that, and it'll be interesting to see because okay. you guys you guys have had top up, top down. I mean, you're using it in a very typical way. So you know, we're curious to see what the. Uh, fuel economy numbers are like and uh, we will be seeing you guys 6 30 tomorrow hopefully in in daytona at lime and and hopefully by the time everybody listens to this uh you've you've made it successfully back but um we it, it it's uh it, it's exciting to watch your watch your travel so far we'll, we'll see you guys tomorrow and i will probably talk to you uh in the morning sometime i would imagine okay sounds great thank you all right drive careful see you guys Okay. Officially start this part. So, uh, okay, okay. So, if, if uh, just for everybody who is listening, uh, now today is May twenty eighth. So we're uh, about oh a little more than twenty four hours after the last time we talked to uh, Dave and Dean. They've had quite an eventful evening. Uh, hit tail of the dragon last night uh, after seeing Coney in the morning, and um, uh, God cr- cross through what you're on your fourth state in in the last uh, last twelve hours probably. Oh. Yeah, more than that. We oh, oh, actually, someone's cutting us off. Um, for the record, though, I am not driving. In fact, Dean and I were discussing that. Um, we are practicing safe driving. Dean is driving, but um, someone or chief just wanted to. They like the new MX-5 so much. They wanted a better look. They want to be uh, closer yeah, we've to been, it. We have been through many states. We started in you know, Indiana, and we were in Oklahoma, and Nevada. Uh, um, so last night, actually, we did a Tell the Dragon. And then we spent the night and a half in Georgia, and we've been on the road since then. And now I know there wasn't like an official thing at Tale of the Dragon, but you guys guys hooked up with uh, with some yeah. friends there. It sounds like we made some buddies. We um, we were doing Tale of the Dragon, and as you know, um, there's some photographers who take photos of you, and then they sell them. And one of the probably the most famous one is Killboy. And we drove past where he was in the banner, so you know it's him, right? And I'm like, oh, it's Killboy. All right, well let's um. Let's do it in a second pass. We'll do a U-turn and drive past them again. So we pulled off, uh, you know, we went a few turns, and they have little uh, pull-offs. You know, we're not going to do anything stupid. Pull off on the side of the road, and I think we were, like, adjusting the GoPro or something. And all of a sudden, a BMW Z3 come pulling in right in front of us, and the dude's like, oh, my God, I, I work at the Mazda dealer. I can't believe it's you. I can't believe it's you. And he's freaking out. And like a minute or two later, a uh, RX-7 Turbo 2 comes up behind us. And it's like, man, I was a kill boy. I saw you go by. I thought it was going to take forever to catch you. <laughs> and um, so they, they, uh, he knew us. Actually, he used to work at, uh, named Matt. He used to work at Gainesville Raceway. Been to the challenge. Recognized Dean and I. Um, so, yeah, so we had an impromptu hangout with the, these two other dudes hanging out on the side of the road for, I don't know how long. Like, half an hour? It was a, it was a while. We had, 
yeah, let them check out the car and, and everything. And uh, we got the RX-7, we explained what we wanted. And he's like, well, hold on. He said, um, there's not a lot of places to park there. I, I know where I can put my car. Let me go explain what, you know, who you are and what they want and all that stuff. Anyway, he went and um, he's like, I got to do another passport. They're going to get a ton of photos of you. And then we'll stop at the Killboy store at the base of the hill and meet um, Daryl, who is Mr. Killboy. And he saw the car and he totally flipped out. He took a ton of photos and video. And if you go on YouTube, actually, if you go to our Facebook page, you'll find a link to it. The little video he made. But, yeah, we totally had a love connection, all because you pulled off on the side of the road. Yeah, and uh, I guess a couple of folks from our message board saw you guys on, on yeah. I-75 last night. So, yeah, it, it, it's, cool. been, it's been a fun trip. So, so how's how's the trip been for you guys? I mean, you, you spent, you know, uh, oh, probably just over a 1,000 miles in a, in a Miata, in a you know, new, sorry, a new MX-5, uh, yeah. for fourth gen now. So, I mean, you're you're an owner of, of a previous one, and yeah. you've, you've driven all three generations. When you get back, I mean, is this going to be kind of in the back of your mind? Like, man, uh, I would I would spend yeah. my own money on this thing, you know? Yeah, honestly, yes. And even if Dean's sitting here with me, yeah. I am, uh, you know, one, and one thing I thought of before we did this, I'm like, it would be interesting to see how our attitudes, like, at the beginning, we're like, yeah, we're going to drive whatever, 1,200 miles on an MX-5, and we're all excited. And then towards the end, we're going to be like, get us out of here. And I honestly know. Um, you know, we're in a GT, so it's a little bit softer, which is really nice. We feel really comfortable. Honestly, the biggest thing that's killing us is the You know, we're doing total repo man hours, uh, you know, getting in at midnight or 1, and then, you know, uh, it, it, yeah, and then we're in the lobby at 7.30, and that's what's killing us because we're too old. Um, the actual driving is the relaxing part. It's, it's everything else we're packing in. You know, we're meeting with people. um, Last night we were in Athens, Georgia, met with a friend, uh, basis for the band's 5-8, and I had a drink, and then he's like, oh, let's go see that the band's playing, and we were there, and they weren't ready, we went to see another band up at the Georgia Theater, and they were awesome, so of course we had to stay and listen, and you know, by the time you get to bed, it's 2, and then it's like, oh, i got to get up at 6.30, but the car itself, we're still, I mean, I feel pretty good, dude, yeah, I mean, I, like, we feel really good, we're doing... You know, if we could do this trip again, but take like get eight hours of sleep every night, tell me the better. So, do you have any fuel economy numbers for us yet? Uh, kind of uh, low thirties, which oh, wow. is um, yeah, and we're and at least that's what I left my chest, like little thing. Um, yeah, thirty point seven. We haven't been on the. I mean, right now we're on ninety five. We just got on the highway, so we haven't. But we've been on the highway in hundreds of miles, so you know you could probably only do better if you were actually trying to get good economy. And we're you not guys really... had, yeah, you guys have had the top down quite a bit. Um, yeah, oh yeah. So it, that's that's I would say that is uh, that's a nice number to hear. So cool, and then yeah. and then so tonight we've got a big welcome party uh, with the, the Central Florida Miata Club and some of our local Central yeah. Florida sports car clubs coming in, into town. <coughs> uh, excuse me, and um, here here in Daytona. What, um, so what do you, th I mean, Dean's sitting right there next to you, obviously, but you know, he's, he's, he's got a job to do as well. He's, he's going to be, be, be reporting back to his superiors at Mazda. Right. What, take a guess for me as to what you think he's going back with from this trip wow. that, that, that might sort of, sort of affect their marketing of the car or, I mean, obviously, you know, they, they can't really really uh you know change anything physically on on, yeah. on, the, on the car hugely but 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 how do you think you know now that now that he's he's you know had a a, a fantastic opportunity to basically have a you know a a, a captive focus group of of, yeah. of so what do you think he's gonna go what's what's he what's mazda learned on on this trip you think it's still me out actually we were just getting gas at the gas station and a gentleman walked up and he was like Looks good. I mean, ooh, uh, you're just passing a good rap. Um, me, we're, we're running with the people who know, who get it, who like it. Um, after the car, I'm not just saying that it's way more comfortable than I, I figured it would be. Um, yeah, she feels pretty good. We're cheating. We just put the top up only because um, I really had trouble hearing you with the top down today. <laughs> we have the top up now. We've had the top down like. Oh, yesterday and up until uh, a few minutes ago. Not much. Um, I think the biggest thing we realized uh, what caused it's about change is positive edge. Yeah. 
So what's what's the plan for that particular car next? Is it going to continue making the rounds of uh, various journalists? Yeah, the, and what Mazda's been doing is instead of a normal um, long lead, they're bringing cars to different people. And um, this week is East Coast, so this car is also, you know, a couple of cars up and down the East Coast. Uh, my understanding is this car is getting picked up tomorrow, being Friday, and it's going to be at event, an event in South Florida um, next week. So, who knows, you know, you might see this. Or at a, what a, some kind of a show, or Mazda promoting it. It might be in another publication. Uh, you'll see in our magazine. It's it's a Soul Red GT. And when do you it, think you'll be able, able to to walk into a dealership and, and buy your own? Uh, what, well, when we can buy one, August, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you can you can order them now. They they did a special where there's a thousand you can pre you know pre purchase online. But yeah, really August is when they'll be in the dealerships when you can walk up and get one. Um, production has started uh, like three weeks ago. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it already. I think you. I think you just want to start it, but you figure let's say they built it today. You know, they still have to go on a ship and get you know cross the ocean and then tra- you know truck or train from you know wherever it lands to wherever you are so we're still about two months out but i think we'll be seeing them pretty soon like i think people will be buying them very cool. Well, it sounds so, like it sounds like you guys had a good time um it, it, it's yeah it's, it's been exciting on this end because you know i'm i'm you know not seeing every minute of your trip but i'm seeing i'm seeing big chunks in between yeah. But really, you know, every time I talk to you, you guys, you guys sound fresh. You, you, you know, you, you don't yeah. really sound sound completely tortured, and and uh, so it it it's it it's nice to know that that um, you know the, the the a the car is capable of this. I think, I think it yeah. really really speaks speaks to the quality. This is a pre production model, and and yeah. is um, you know holding up so well. But also that you guys are still still pretty fresh and having a good time and. And uh, yeah, you, know. found, uh, you can sleep in it. Like even at the top down, we both did nap. I mean, not while driving, yeah. but it's it's not. Um, the wind management is, is way better than the earlier cars. So even when you have the top down, you don't like get like a bit like you can have a ball cap on and blow off your head, which is I don't think you can do that on the early cars. I don't know. So yeah, it's not beating us up. It's probably the most comfortable, smallest car. I got driven on the highway in a long time, so props to them. Very, very cool. We are excited to see you guys tonight. Um, we will cool. uh, maybe 
Monday morning, uh, de- decompress a little bit and, and, and had yep. to wrap things up. But um, thanks for uh, talking to us. Say hi to Dean for me. And um, I will see you guys in a few hours at Lime. Awesome. See you then. Thank right, you. Bye. All right, there you go. We are officially back in the studio. Hope uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. Pretty enlightening stuff. Um, you know, there's not many cars that actually we get to look. There's there's some perks to this job, and one of them is we get to drive a different car every week, practically. And you know, we all own cars. Most of us own stuff that's not you know, you know current or, or current uh, models, but some of us do. And and occasionally we'll get a car in the press fleet that we kind of think to ourselves, Oh my God, like I would, I could definitely see walking into a dealership and cracking my wallet open and, you know, signing on the dotted line for this thing. This it's the same thing happened to me with the Mazda speed three. When it first came out, you know, I went and bought one of those in the Chevy volt. You know, I, I, I went and, uh, and leased one of those after driving it as a press car. And, uh, you know, there were a couple of us around the office that were like, man, you know, We've all we've all owned Miatas at one, at one point or another, um, but none of us has ever bought a new Miata, and uh, this is kind of the first one. And sorry, MX Five. I need to get into the habit of saying that this was kind of the first one that really made us think, hey, um, you know, I could really see putting down new car money for this and making a payment every month and walking out to the driveway and and this thing being there and not waiting until you know someone else has. Um, taking the depreciation hit and you know wanting this thing right now to to go out there and, and show folks what it can do on the autocross course or go to a track day with it you know it it uh it's a pretty pretty impressive piece they get they it's really obvious that mazda gets it and they're they're one of those companies that is very much on the same wave wavelength as the sort of hardcore um faction of of their customers not just the the general consumer, but the, the, the portion of their customers that um, actually use these cars to the limits and you know, the limits of their capabilities. Like Mazda is very in tune with those guys and uh, it's cool to have a company around like that. So uh, kudos to them for a great car. And um, this will be a car that uh, you'll be seeing a lot in the magazine in, in the future. Cause it's, it's significant. You know, it, it, we're starting a new era here of MX fives. All right, grassrootsmotorsports.com slash discount, classicmotorsports.net, uh, sorry, classicmotorsports.com slash discount. Uh, get a new or renewal subscription, 20% off, just for being listener to this podcast. Episode 50 coming up next in a couple weeks. Um, don't know what it's going to be yet, but I'm sure it will be spectacular. Thanks for sticking around for uh, 49 episodes. Thanks for listening to our uh, new MX-5 stuff here. Hope you enjoyed it. We will see you next time. I am JG Pastor Jack. Thanks for listening.